0: What's up, everybody? This is Full Draw Friday, episode number 26. Today, I'm going to be talking about just a few things I learned this year during turkey season. This is my second year hunting turkeys, and I was able to get another one on the last day of third season. I don't have any more permits, so I'm done for the year. I know there's some seasons that have just opened up in some states, and Illinois still has fourth and fifth season to go, I believe. So, I'm going to talk about some things I learned As a new turkey hunter, it's going to be a pretty short episode, but here we go with number 26. Mm. right, so... A few things that I kind of picked up this year, and obviously, like I said, it's still just my second year actually hunting turkeys, so I'm really new to this, and we talked about it with Sean and Philip on the episode that's coming out Monday from Not Your Mother's Outdoor Channel, about how it's cool to be doing something new, you know, being in my mid-20s, especially, you know, when it comes to the outdoors, there's not a lot of things around here to do that are new to me and most people my age have been turkey hunting if they're into the outdoors and hunting so but it's cool to have a new thing to learn about to learn how to do Uh, it's a new challenge for me that's fun and fortunately for me I have someone like Nate that can help me out with it that's been doing it forever and who's good at it and uh, he's really helped me out the last couple years but I'll talk about a few of the things that I've learned not only last year but this year or not only this year but last year as well And one of the first things is sometimes you got to be patient and other times you got to be a little more aggressive. And I know that seems really simple and it's kind of similar to deer hunting, but there are times when it's good to sit there and wait. We kind of messed up a hunt Friday, I think, because we got a little too aggressive. We had a bird that came out and he was just over the drop of a hill And we weren't sure exactly if he was still there or not, or if they had moved on. We kind of looked up and saw that they were still there. But instead of waiting and just calling to him and waiting him out, we decided to get aggressive and move. The hens caught us. Um, It was what it was. They got out of there. And I ended up punting that bird the next morning as well and didn't see him. But then there are other times where if you're not hearing anything, there's nothing around. Get up and move. Cover some ground whether that be on foot in the area you're at or moving, you know, go back to the truck, get in and go somewhere else, try a different spot. I did a lot of that this season where I started out in one place. There just wasn't anything there. So I moved to another one. I should have done that. Well, actually, no, I take that back. I, I did that the day before I killed my bird. I went and sat. I thought I was going to end to me in a really good spot to kill one off the roost. Didn't hear anything gobble all morning. I waited till probably 20 minutes after what should have been a fly down and didn't hear a bird, did a little bit of calling, just nothing. So I decided I'd get up and go to a different spot where I knew there was a bird anyway that at least had been there in the last week or so. So I did that and I actually ended up, he was out there strutting with a couple hens. I got down in a low spot next to the river, worked my way to him and I got to about 60 um, I actually shot at that bird that day and missed him. Had him gobbling, but he just wasn't going to come any farther towards me. I didn't have the decoy with me, so that's maybe another thing. I think if I had even just taken the fan with me, I might have been able to pull him away because his hens were already essentially gone before he lost interest in me and started to go back that direction. So I might have could have pulled him you know, another 20 yards maybe and had a better shot. But either way, I missed him. I'm just shooting three inch loads out of a, with a full choke. So it was a poke for that setup, no doubt. But I thought it's the day before the last day I was going to try him, missed him, it is what it is again. So I went back to the truck. I thought, well, I'll go hunt that that spot the next morning. Just see what happens. He went over to the other side. I thought that's where he was going to be, but I ended up finding that bird the next morning. But anyway, that just kind of goes to my point. Sometimes you got to be patient. Sometimes you got to be aggressive. And those are two times that I messed it up, kind of doing both, but one time, you know, we got a little aggressive than when we shouldn't have, and the next time I got aggressive when I should have, I kind of learned from it within the season, I guess. Uh, I was a little more aggressive the second time. I at least got a shot at one, so there was that. Um, I think had we been more patient on that first bird, we might have got him. I think he was headed our direction either after he saw the decoy or maybe anyway he just got tired of listening to us over there calling at him and was, he was coming to check it out. But either way, that's just one thing. you got to kind of read the situation and know when to be patient and when to be aggressive. Another thing is don't be scared to call if you're good on a call. If you're bad on a call, obviously you're just hurting yourself. But go listen to some guys who are good at it. Try to Try to imitate that. There's a ton of YouTube videos about it, ton of guys you can call and turkey hunt and try to imitate what they're doing in the situations they're doing it. And then get out there and, and don't be scared to use that, especially if you have a bird talking to you. If you watch these guys, uh, like I've been watching a lot of uh, Michael Waddell, uh, you know, he's one of the best turkey hunters that we're av- available that we can watch, I would say, uh, in my opinion. So I've been watching a lot of what he's doing. And as long as they're talking to you, I don't think you're going to hurt yourself by calling. Obviously, you can call too much, and there's some nuance there that I'm sure I don't understand yet. But in my limited experience and what I've seen out of them, as long as you're not doing anything crazy and you're just essentially talking back to that bird, don't be scared to use that mouth call or the box call, whatever it is. I think that's a a, a thing you can do, though, is get used to it or get good with a mouth call or at least passable with one that's going to free up your hands. It's going to, you know, create a lot more opportunities for you, especially if you're by yourself where I was on that bird that I was hunting. He came running into the decoy and then he was just going to start fighting it. But look, fortunately for me, I had the mouth call in. So I gave him a couple, you know, real quiet yelps, just something to get his attention and it stopped him long enough for me to get a shot. So it's kind of like stopping that buck when he's walking, it gives you that option. If I had a box call, if that's all I had, I would have been able to do that anyway. Don't be scared to use those calls, uh, especially when they're talking back to you. So that's another one. And then the third one is kind of similar to that. Look, Go seek out the guys who are good at it. Like I said, for me, fortunately, Nate, uh, he's been able to go with me some. And then I've been watching a lot of uh, like the Bone Collector videos um, or the Can't Stop the Flop series that Michael Waddell puts out. And just watching those guys and learning and try to pick up why they're doing what they're doing not just watching it for the entertainment value. It's entertaining as well, obviously, but try to figure out why they're doing what they're doing and when they're doing certain things, certain calls, whether it be off the roost, whether they're on a midday hunt, take all that stuff into consideration and then try to learn from them. Obviously they've picked up some things. They've been doing it for years, killing a lot of birds. Try to imitate some of the stuff that they're doing, like they're calling, like I said before, some of their strategies, Um, and the way they go about it, you know, how they use cover, how they move, when they're calling, how they're calling, all that kind of stuff. Those are kind of the three big things I think are takeaways without really sitting down and looking back at it, and I'll have to do that too before we go into next season. But those are just some three things fresh on my mind from coming off this turkey season. Again, I was fortunate enough to kill another bird this year. We don't have a ton of them around. We've talked about that on the podcast where we're at. Uh, But it was a nice two-year-old bird, so I was happy with him. And those are some things that I learned, hopefully, maybe to help you guys out. If you've got any tips or anything, too, feel free to send them our way because, again, I'm not above learning from anybody. If you've got something that's worked for you, I'd love to hear it. Send it to us through our social media or comment on this video and let us know what you've had luck with. So that's all I got for this week on the turkey hunting. Again, don't forget to check out our socials. Uh, we're at Ridge Hunter Outdoors on Instagram and Facebook. We've also got the Facebook group now. Uh, it's the RHO Podcast Patrons. Don't forget to check that out if you listen to the podcast regularly. going to try to come up with a different name for it at some point. But that's what I got for now. So go join that. I think it'll ask you a couple of questions, then we'll let you in, and you'll get some insight into more of what we're doing. You'll get some... Somewhat exclusive content and we'll ask questions on there and get ideas for podcast content and all that stuff as well. Also the website RidgeHunterOutdoors.com. You can find everything about us on there from the consulting and management to the podcast to any of the products we might have or apparel. And if you see anything on there you do want to buy, use the discount code FULLDRAW. That's all caps, no space, and you'll get 10% off of anything on there. Follow us on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Leave us a review on either of those. And then subscribe. Hit the notification bell on YouTube. That way you know when everything's coming out. And then don't forget about our sponsor for Folder Draw Friday as well, uh, Rodney Hawkins. If you're wanting to hunt your own ground, your own turkey, if you're wanting to hunt your own turkeys on your own ground, he's a guy to talk to. Or if you've got ground to sell. He grew up hunting and fishing in Southern Illinois. So now he's putting that love for the outdoors into selling recreational properties with Midwest Farm and Land. And if you guys don't know a lot about them, you can actually go back and check out the episode Rodney was on. He goes into detail about what they do specifically, um, kind of where they got their start and all that. But they're not your average real estate company. In 2022, they sold over $85 million worth of ground. They've got agents like Rodney all over Illinois. So they're kind of a local company with more of a national reach. And if you want any more info info on that or any ground that may be available or getting your property listed, you can call Rodney directly at 618-925-3153 and he'll get you taken care of. He's also recently started a company called RG Outdoors. They've got hard and soft-sided blinds and blind chairs, all from Radix Blinds, in addition to an all-natural scent elimination product called Camo Dust, which you can get more info on at camodust.com. As for the blinds, Nate actually spent a lot of time in one of the soft-sided Radix blinds this season, and he was more than happy with how that worked out for him. Uh, He's also got Berna self-defense weapons now and Tacticam cameras. So if you're interested in any of that stuff, again, you can just call Rodney directly at 618-925-3153, check out his Facebook page, RG Outdoors, or send him an email at rgoutdoors at yahoo.com. So... That's the ways you guys can support the podcast. Appreciate you tuning in, and we'll catch you hopefully this Monday when we're talking to the guys from Not Your Mother's Outdoor Channel. I had a lot of fun. It was a good episode, so make sure you listen to that one. Thanks, guys.